Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, church. It's great to see everybody, see you all back and ready to hear some good information from our God. Amen? Amen. So let's pray. Espiritu Santos, manda fuego, llana mi vida, y mi corazón, y mi voz, con tu poder. Holy Spirit, send your fire, not just for me, but for this people. Fill our lives, Lord God, our hearts. Let us hear your voice today. Fill us with your power. Give us that mind to perceive, hearing ears, Lord God, and a desire to hear you with more passion than ever, ever, ever before. And in the name above every name, Jesus, we pray and agree. And the people said... Amen. So I want to talk to you a little bit. Do I have a slide over there? About um, faith and belief systems. They're two different things. I like what Tony Robbins, you know Tony Robbins is a motivational speaker. He said this, beliefs have the power to create and the power to destroy. So you got to know what you're believing and, and in whom or in what you're believing, right? My question to you is, do you believe God? Or do you have just a faith system? You know, you, you kind of just uh, believe what you want to believe. You take some, extract some things from the word and you push some, put some stuff together and like, this mixes with that and this will match that and I got my thing going on. Well, Mark 11 22, Jesus gives us a, a very, very simple instruction. He says, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Now, that's a really very simple instruction, and I believe there's some power in following that. It tells me that it's vitally important to plant your faith well. You know, some believe in God, but they really don't believe him. You know what I mean? Because their faith may be a little bit brittle like potato chips. They're fragile. Or maybe their faith hasn't really produced great results, so they're not really strong in their faith. Or maybe they just have a belief system that's been born in tradition or excuses or logic or their intelligence, or maybe it came from out of their denomination, or they were just taught error, or they've just misinterpreted scripture. Hmm. Now, I'll tell you, some belief systems are really, really dangerous, and some are toxic because they're born in prejudice or jealousy or hate, maybe intolerance, maybe denomination, you know, that denominational pull. You know, if you don't believe like I do, you know, the Pentecostals against the Methodists and all of that. So, we have to look at that, that issue because even there's some that are born in pain and out of the abuse uh, of, of their lives. And so they're really, you know, they're really kind of messed up there. You know, so this belief system is born to, to accommodate their dysfunction. There's a, a statistic that says 87 to 92% of men incarcerated have formed a criminal mindset or a belief system because of the father fracture. There was no father in the home. There was no male voice of authority in their developmental stages. So then 
all of them, if you consider all of these belief systems that aren't, aren't aligned with God, they're influenced or produced by Satan, by self, by situations, or by sin. They're all BS, belief systems. I'm not cussing. I'm just telling you what it really is so we can get down to the point because God wants to deal with those belief systems today. Amen. Woohoo! Come to New Heart Church. You're going to get some new information. So now these belief systems can cause us to hallow our religious efforts or our ego to the exclusion of relationship with God. See, and by that system, we're led to step away from God, His will, and His plans for us. See, by that system, we're only going to be producing diminishing returns in our lives, nothing really productive. So now any belief system has got to be evaluated against the Word of God, which is the truth, and that truth will deliver us from the truths of our realities. You know, the, the realities are messed up, but they're true to you because it really happened to you. What you formed in your thinking really happened. You feel legitimate that you came to that conclusion, but it's not really the truth. And God wants us to know the truth because the truth that you know is going to set you free. Anybody? Mm-hmm. That's why Jesus said, have faith in God. Because See, we can rely on him. He's our source. You know, belief systems really solely rely on self or whatever resources that we might, you know, conjure up or get together. So faith in God is always going to produce results for you. And we receive from God by our faith. What do we receive? We receive salvation. We receive rescue, justification, just as if we never, ever sinned sanctification. We're becoming little by little, day by day, more and more like him. At least we're supposed to be. All by his grace. Now, Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. So our faith is going to grow by the power of what God is saying to us, if we're really listening to what he says. And actually, the verb there to hear, the root, word of, the root of that verb means to hear with the intention of doing. So we got to hear that word and then adhere to it. So what we believe as believers then should be in alignment with the word of God. Remember this, that whatever is in conflict with God or his word whew, will always conflict with your faith which will in turn conflict with your purpose and ultimately render us ineffective without peace, without power, and operating in absolutely no authority. And you know, God gave us authority over all the power of the enemy. All, not some. Every last drop. So we're supposed to be running it instead of running from the enemy. Amen. Amen. 
So these belief systems, you know, they can fluctuate. Popular change, popular, I'm sorry, cultures change. Traditions can get stale. Emotions will lie to you. But listen, God's word never, ever changes. It never changes. It never changes. It's always, always the truth. And by the way, neither does his love ever change for you. It's constant, unconditional, always, always got your back. Now, we may not always understand his word or we may not always like it because, you know, it, the word will be telling you, you know, that ain't right. So we kind of like, okay, it's uncomfortable. And it won't always be politically correct according to the, word st the, the world standards because that standard is kind of getting lower and lower every day. But it is the onlyest, the only, I know that's not a word, but I like it. It's the onlyest thing <laughs> that's stable, that's inerrant and true enough to build your lives on. I'm telling you, yes. I'm telling you, I'm a witness. The word saved my life. So God spoke this to me some time ago. I don't know if I've said this. I know I haven't said this in this house before, but it's a word that's, that bears repeating, and it's so poignant, and he's unpacking it uh, all the time, new facets of it he's revealing. God said, the God that you know is calling you closer to know the God that you don't know yet. The God that you know, that you've been knowing, that you've been coming to church to, to worship for 50 years or 57 years. It's calling you close. He's saying, come here, come here. I want you to know more and more and more and more about me so that you can know who you are, so that can, you can know what I told you to do, what I'm enabling and equipping you to do. Amen? So we need to know God more so that we can eliminate all of these falsities, all of these errors, all of these wrong beliefs that keep us stuck and stagnant and devoid of his truth and wisdom and knowledge and power and stability. That's all of who he is anyway. Are you hearing me? See, he's a good, good father who just wants greater for us. He wants more for us than we've ever had. You know, even if we're so loaded that we don't have room enough to receive nada, and we're living la vida loca so hard that our swag is contagious, no matter what, he's still got masi, 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 mas para ti, para mi, for all of us. Are you hearing me? Anybody? Thank you for allowing me to practice my Spanish today. So now all that, we, all that we know, all that we think, and whatever we've experienced spiritually up to today, it's only a foretaste, a small measure compared to what's about to be revealed. Are you hearing me? Haggai 2 verse number 9 says, and God said this, the glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former. And in this place, I will give you peace. God said that to you. So the best is yet to come. We talked about the, the, the Lord turning water into wine earlier. You know, so when Jesus did that, he actually prophesied by his action what's about to, to be revealed again. He saved the best for last. That was prophetic for us. If you heard that, if you paying attention to the word, it's so deep. It's so full of life and power. So no matter how spiritual or religious we are, 
You know, because, you know, God spoke to me in 1997 and it told me I was a child of God. And we're still talking about that. What's he saying to you today? Anything? Hey. So we, we got to be open and flexible and teachable so that we receive fresh manna on a regular basis. Fresh revelation. That we stay spiritually current. You know, his mercies are new every day. See, we're too set in our ways. We miss our greatest day. The best which is ahead of us. Are you hearing me? And I think, I think our main problem is we just don't know God or his love well enough yet. We don't. That's why we're tentative to believe and apply what he says, especially when it comes to applying that word to me personally. You hearing me? See, another little problem is that we really, 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 really like Christ. We, oh, he's so good. He's so beautiful. But, 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 but we're not like Christ. Now, the word says in 1 John 4, 17, that as he is, we are. At least we supposed to be. When is that going to happen? We have to allow that to happen. Uh-huh. So, our habits and, and our patterns and our mindsets that really get etched in our souls have developed belief systems that do not corroborate with, with real faith. In other words, they don't really support faith in God. They support us. They support our flesh. In other words, our belief system is a potpourri, like a mixture of what we think how we feel or what we've experienced or what we were taught in the classrooms of our life or the churches we've been attending just by misinformed people who are suffering from the same errors, the same darkness. You know, darkness is where the enemy operates. Darkness is really what you don't know. It's your ignorance. It's the things that we don't know yet. And so the enemy takes advantage of that vulnerability and whips you upside your head in that darkness, in what you do not know. That's why God is saying, come here closer. That's why Jesus is saying, believe, believe, believe in God. Are you hearing me? So we merely have what we think faith looks like. We don't have the faith of God or, the, or faith in his word. We don't have that down just yet. So if we operate in a self-produced belief system, God can't produce for you. That's because that system is not faith-based. The Bible tells us without faith it's impossible. It's impossible to please God. So part of, part of the beauty of faith in God is that it's not God plus our effort. It's not God 50%, me 50%, or God 99%, and I got, a, I got my 1%, Jesus. Hey, help me out here. No, it's truly, truly, truly all about what Christ did, what he has done for us. Never about what you did, what you didn't do, what you're going to do. It's all about him. And see, Jesus Christ did not die on a cross for our behavior modification. 
He went to that Calvary mountain for a heart change, giving us an opportunity to change our hearts. So our responsibility is to believe God and be receptive to his unconditional love. I want you to look at, if you have your swords, Ephesians chapter 2. I'll just read it to you if you, if you don't. Verses 8 and 9 tells us, For by grace, by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest, lest anybody should boast how awesome they are. Now, just a little, go to the right a little bit in chapter 3, verses 14, starting at verse 14. For this reason, Paul is speaking to us, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family of heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened by the might, with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the, the width and length and depth and height of that love, to know the love of Christ, which surpasses understanding that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. See, by this grace, whew, wow, mm, that's amazing. By his grace, we get salvation. And we get his love and the whole benefits package. OMG. Oh my gosh, that's powerful. And what do we do? We believed and then we received. We didn't read 50 chapters last night so I can qualify to come to church this morning. I didn't have to go and feed some homeless people so I can make sure God likes me. I'm just believing him and believing what he said is true. Honoring him. Prompted, prompted by his love. I want to please him with my service to him and my, my heart of obedience towards him. It's all by grace. It's all by grace. The Bible says that what Jesus did brought us back. It reconciled us. It restored relationship with God and the abundant life that he promised us and power and authority. Holy God. Hebrews 12, number one, verse number one says, let us strip off every weight. Let go. Just let go of that stuff that slows you down. Especially the sin that so easily trips us up. You see, sin and self narrow our focus to me, myself, and I, and my belief system. Hmm. So let's, let's have faith in God. Let's detach. Let's let it go. Let, let go of whatever is connected to that support system. Whatever supports that support system or that self, that uh, belief system rather. You know, whether it's myself or whether it's my bad habits or maybe relationships I'm entangled with. Maybe it's just some just negative talk, you know, like gossip or faithless rhetoric, but whatever disconnects us from faith in God, we got to decide to let that go. Because, you see, it's time to regain the territory of your mind. 
You gotta get this back, how you think. Because wrong thinking creates wrong vision, which is wrong perception. And that is gonna help you harbor wrong heart, a wrong heart disposition. Mm-hmm. Gets in your heart, it gets in your system. So to change the heart is gonna change you. And that's gonna help us embrace God with both hands. With both hands, not reaching back to my past, not reaching back to, to, to get entangled with other stuff, but I'm going to hold on to God with both hands. See, when I, when I hold on to God with both hands, I can, I can lift my hands up in praise and surrender. Whew. And then, then I, can, I can reach them out for him to fill them with everything, every supply, every sufficiency of my life and my purpose in the name of Jesus, because I'm believing him. I'm not believing in my past. I'm not believing in opinion. I'm not, I'm not believing in, in, in me, my, my, my abilities or what I've got to do. I'm believing him. Have faith in God. Not in, not in your self-made belief system. So here's a great reason to do so. Faith in God will cause you to have faith in you. Faith in your purpose and faith in everything that God has created you to do. When you believe him, you can believe in yourself and your purpose. See, as, as smart and well-versed and talented and cute and beautiful and hot, that we are, <laughs> we still can't help us. We, we can't help us very well, and certainly never as well as God is willing and able to do. He's willing to do it. That's, that's a mind boggler right there. He loves us in spite of us. See, in, in a mind full of self, there's not enough room for God. Whew. And you know what? There's a danger there's a danger in my I know, because my I know will become my idol. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, something for you to think about on the way home. Hmm, what I know. But see, what you know will prevent you from knowing what you need to know. That's just a thought. Wow. Glory to God. High five. Thank you, Jesus. See, see, when real trouble comes or disturbances unnerve you, when worries cause you to stumble or stress out, who are you going to call? <laughs> Who's got the power to, for your rescue? Not you. Just another thought. So listen, rock-solid faith in Jesus is, is, is our only real unwavering hope. See, the listen, the power in what Jesus did the power in what he does, the power in what he said is in who he is. He is God. That's what you got to know. Colossians 1.15 says, he is the exact likeness, the visible image of the unseen God. John 1, verse number 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He is God. So if you change the way you think, you will change the way you believe. 
and that will change your heart, and that will change the way you live. There is nothing so powerful as a changed mind. The Bible says, as a man thinks, so is he. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, capture every thought and make it give up and obey Christ. Mm -hmm. You got the power to do that. Yes. So you will, you will never change the things in your life that you know are defective unless you learn and accept and know the truth. Psalm 119, verse number six says, thinking about you, Lord, your commands will keep me from doing some foolish things. Mm-hmm. Amen. I got to start thinking about him so I can stop doing some things that ain't so nice. Whew. It all starts with you. It all starts with you changing your mind. What does Romans 12, 2 says? We should know this by heart. And do not be conformed to this world, but be, con but be, I'm sorry, transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What is the will of God for you? You're going to only know it by what he's saying and what he speaks to you to do. Are you hearing me? So, so that renewal is going to bring a changed perspective, a changed life, and a changed vision so you can see really clearly. Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. That's in John 8, 32. The proof of personal change is found in truth. You see, the truth that you know. And behind every self-defeating behavior, whether it's yours or your, or your you know, posse, your friends, you hang it with, that you're dealing with, is a lie. That's what makes you behave badly, a lie a faulty belief system based on everything but the truth. Has no, it doesn't touch God at all. Now, now here's another reason to have faith in God. It is the cross because the cross gives us freedom. Freedom from bondage and fear and, and whatever unlike godness is that would tempt you. Including sickness and lack and depression and oppression. You see, salvation means rescue, deliverance. It means you're, you're saved more than just from hell. You're saved from you and whatever opposes you. Mm-hmm. I think about it, I like that thought. Amen. Saved from myself. Because <laughs> we can be dangerous to us. John 8, 36 says, whom the Son set free, it's free indeed. Here, here's another reason. God loves you. God loves you lavishly, passionately, unconditionally, forever. Isaiah 49, verse 16 says, I have engraven thee. I got you tattooed in the palm of my hand. I'm looking at you every day, every minute, every hour, constantly. I see you. I know you. I made you. I care about you. Whew. That's the word right there. I got you. Whew. You see, Jesus... He died so well 2,000 years ago. His blood is our lifeline to full measures of wholeness, the full measure of his love, the full measure of excellence, the supernatural and the extraordinary. A, a great reason to stop getting involved with things or indebted to folk who fail to be amazed by your God. 
is having that faith in God, knowing that he loves me, he cares about me, and he's always amazing. Try to go for a new normal. Go for a new normal. Walk in the exceptionalism of your God. Let him overflow your life because he's loaded with love. He's loaded. He's loaded with love and everything you need. He got, he got more than Bill Gates. William Buffett, what's his name? Buffett, Buffett guy. Warren Buffett, yeah. He got more than all of them. Oprah, all of, he got more than all of them combined. Plus, are you hearing me? So, 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 so the language of the mind, listen, is reason and knowledge because that makes us feel superior. But the language of the spirit is faith and vision to see and discern beyond what you see. So to discern well, you've got to drink from the well of the discerner of your heart. So you're going to know stuff that you didn't even know you needed to know. Amen. Hallelujah. Shandai. I make myself happy. So here's another reason to have faith in God. That faith in God helps our spirit take the lead over our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions. And see, that, that helps us recover our soul from the damages of faulty belief systems. We got to recover because we got, we got hurt. We got whooped. We got beat down or beat up from the feet up. And we need some healing. We need to recover from that. We need to recover from from the issues that help develop that system. Hmm. You know, in recovery, nobody's in that room but those relevant to, to the healing process. So sometimes, you know, you just need to get along with God. Close the door. Get along with God. Be still and know that he's God. You're not. You don't have to be anymore. You can just be quiet and listen to what he's trying to say to you. He's been trying to say to you for a long time because, you know, we get deaf. You know, <laughs> we choose to be deaf, selective hearing. Amen. Hallelujah. Shondi. Okay. But you want to be determined to keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Don't just grow. You want to grow up. You want to grow past where you are, past the turtles. Grow past the turtles. In other words, hurry up. You know, the turtles are real slow, real slow, real slow. Take them an hour to get to the door. We want to hurry this thing up, okay? Amen. So, so, so here's, a, here's another reason to have faith in God. It says in Psalm 34, verse number 10, those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Don't you need something? Don't you need something? Uh-huh. Uh, Hebrews eleven six says that he rewards those who diligently seek after him. Yes. Have the audacity to believe and pursue God like you did Boo, who made you Boo who? Do you remember? I know. You still got you still got a box of Kleenex in your car, just in case we drove past with it. So so so. Glory to God. I kind of remember. So, so when we plan. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Jesus, help me, Father. So now when we, when we plan our faith in God, this is a powerful statement. 
we make ourselves available to that relationship. And so now because of that relationship, we have a proper entitlement to all of God's promises, all that he is and all that he has, and an expectation that will not be disappointed. I'm going to say that again because that is, that's a powerful thing to get a hold of. When you, when you have faith in God, it makes us available to relationship with God. And that relationship, because of that relationship, we have a proper entitlement. Some people feel like they're entitled to everything, but there's, there's a proper entitlement because Jesus made us join heirs. God made us join heirs with Jesus. So we have a proper entitlement to all of his promises. Everything that Jesus is, all that he has, and our expectation in God will never, ever, ever, ever be disappointed. Powerful. I, I like what uh, Luke 1.45 says. This was spoken of Mary when she received the word from the angel that she would be the mother of God, the mother of Jesus. And she believed. So this is what is written of her, and I'm going to say this in context to you because God is saying it to us this day. Blessed is the one who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told them from the Lord. So when you believe, you are blessed to believe and God will fulfill what he speaks to you. Are you hearing me? So now in the, in the, in the chaos and the challenge and the, and the confusion and the struggle, you know, in our culture today, just reclaim your faith in God and your relationship, stand in that relationship with God and, and just decide to believe God Anyway, just believe God anyway. Believe him anyway, no matter what. No matter who said what. No matter what CNN reported. doesn't matter. Believe God anyway. You see, we, we receive from God by faith, which is leaning our entire being and personality on God in absolute trust and confidence in his power, goodness, wisdom, and love for us. And we can actually believe him because his name is faithful. Hello? Faithful. That's his name. Hebrews 10.2 says that he is faithful to his word. The Bible tells us that his word is above his name. People, check it out. It's beautiful. I'm going to leave you with two scriptures. Deuteronomy 30, verse number 19 says, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. And then he gives us, he prompts us with the right answer. Therefore, choose life. Take the life. Take the life. Not the death. Take the life. So that both you and your descendants will be blessed. That's a generational benefits package right there. And he goes on to kind of repeat it in, in Acts 16, 31. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Give yourself up to him. Take yourself out of your own keeping. And entrust yourself with his keeping. And you will be saved. And this applies to you and your household as well. Faith in God blesses your bloodline, people. Come on now. Thank you, God. My last reason for, my personal reason for having faith in God, my personal reason. I need him, 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 I need him. I need him. Do you need him? We're going to need him. You're going to need him. See, there's power in following Jesus' simple instruction. 
Have faith in God, and your life will never, ever be the same. Do you receive it? Let me pray for you right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Seal this word in us, O oh God. Let us not turn to the left or to the right. Help us to set our faces a flint towards you, Lord God. Help us to reach out to you, lean towards you as you lean towards us, God. I seal this word in the precious blood of the Lamb of Jesus Christ, and we are in agreement with you, God, that we will believe, we will have faith in you. And in the name above every name, Jesus the Christ, we pray and agree. And the people said, Amen. Amen. Bless you today. Amen.